It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. It was very daunting for me to be a part of that process because I had never really tested the waters of having a voice and being willing to stand by my own convictions. And now here's the stars of our show... My mum and dad. So I have a question for you, Kylie, Mrs. Happy Families. Um, have, did you ever say no to your parents? I mean, I have a feeling I know how you're going to answer this, but were you a were you an insubordinate child? Were you a rebel? No, my honey, I was not. You you were the compliant kind, weren't you? Most of the time, yes. Mm. Hello, this is Dr. Justin Coulson. I'm here with my wife, Kylie, mum to our six kids. I'm the founder of happyfamilies.com.au. Today, a really important conversation that I think is going to make a difference in every family. And boy, oh boy, is it provocative and challenging to deal with. Why kids who talk back grow up to be better adults? Why we want our kids to say no more. This is from an article at yourtango.com. We'll link to the article in the show notes, but it really struck a chord for me. And I was thinking about you, Kylie, and your personality, the way you've been raised. And I was thinking about me. Um, Do you think that I was the kind of kid who said no to my parents very often? (laughs) I'm sure you have a bajillion stories (laughs) of times that you said no. Yeah. Yeah. um, So much. We had a lot of conflict in our home though, because my parents didn't respond well to my no's, but I'm the kind of guy who really prizes his autonomy and wants things to be done my way. Um, Why is it do you think, Kylie, that you didn't say no very often? Why were you not the kid that talked back, that was willing to push against the boundaries? Why were you willing to be compliant? I I learned at a very early age to please people. Yeah. I was seen and heard and valued as long as I was making others happy. And what happened if you did say no? Like what what was the level of discomfort in the home if you turned around to your parents and, and showed a sense that you did not feel good about what they were asking you to do or what what the circumstances were? I would have been grounded if I had a particularly strong viewpoint. I might have been smacked. (laughs) Right, right. Um, Privileges were withheld. Yep, yep. In in other words, if you want to say no to us, we're going to exert our power over you and we're going to make you compliant because we know what's best for you and you just sit there and do as you're told. That, That was the kind of approach, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And and so in my home, we did not have what I would call healthy conflict styles in our home, but my mum in particular and my dad somewhat, they both had this attitude that, well, you've got to figure it out. You've got to talk it through. You've got to express what's going on. If you don't want to do something, express it, argue for it, make your case. Now, we didn't do it in a healthy way, like I said. Uh, In our home, you and I do it in, I I think, usually a much more effective way. And and those words are sort of the things that I would say rather than what my parents would say. But we'll say to the kids, if you don't want to do it, this is a discussion, not a decision. Make your case. Prove to us that we can trust you to do that thing or prove to us that we're wrong here in a way that's respectful and kind. Tell us why you're saying no so that it counts. Is, is, that, is that reasonable? Yeah. As I was reading the article, uh, a quote stood out to me by psychologist Kelly Flanagan. She said, the inability to say no, the inability to set boundaries is one of the most common insidious causes of human suffering. What a great quote. What a great quote. When we can't say no, when we don't set boundaries, we actually potentially inflict suffering on ourselves or allow others to inflict it on us. Yeah, and as I've looked at, you know, the, of my own upbringing and, and then coming into your family where everybody has an opinion. <laughs> yes, which can be tedious <laughs> and tiresome, let's be honest. 
it was it was very daunting for me to be a part of that process because I had never really tested the waters of having a voice and and being willing to stand by my own convictions. Yeah, in fact, it's hard to even know what your convictions are when you're not given the opportunity to explore them and express them. Uh, another psychologist, Joseph Allen, says we tell parents to think of those arguments not as a nuisance but as a critical training ground. And that's something that uh, that I really want to get across in this conversation, in this podcast episode today, is that when your children say no to you, this is something that we want to genuinely, and I mean genuinely, be grateful for and be delighted about. But our job as parents is to teach our children how to say no, to teach them how to push back effectively so that we can progress the conversation. We're going to talk about how to do that right after the break. It's the Happy Families Podcast. Imagine a home where discipline got results without anyone having to feel bad or in trouble. The Do's and Don'ts of Discipline is a webinar to help parents set limits with love, compassion and humanity. Find it now at happyfamilies.com.au slash shop. It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. And I'm wondering, how do we navigate this space where our children have a desire to voice their opinions and as parents, we often just want compliance? Yeah, that's right. And I think the idea behind the idea here, that is, we've got this idea that children should or shouldn't be saying no to us, that they they should just do as they're told. That's the standard parenting line, right? The kids have got to do as they're told because I'm the parent and I know better. But what underlies that? is a fundamental, I I think, if you look at the idea behind that idea, the the idea driving parents believing that they've got to control their kids, the kids are not allowed to uh, say no, they're not allowed to rebel, is a fundamental mistrust in children's ability to make safe, healthy, wise decisions for themselves. If we believe that children are capable of finding answers, answers that are healthy, answers that are genuinely good, if we if we believe that they can find those answers, then when they push back against our commandments, <laughs> our rules, our directives, our ultimatums from on high, when they push back against that sort of stuff, we're going to do that thing that I always talk about. We're going to get curious, not furious. We're going to say, wow, you actually, um, you don't like what I just had to say. Why is that? Let's talk this over. When we get curious... Something extraordinary, I think, happens. We start to raise children who learn how to articulate a a, a particular position to defend their ideas and actually become more effective as, as humans as a result and also less compliant to people who might push them around otherwise. Yeah, it's interesting. I think as parents, we're, we're all desperate for the same thing. We want our kids to be able to master skills that will allow them to stand up for themselves and to, you know, um, stand against peer pressure or dangerous situations that they might find themselves in. But I don't think we often recognize the importance we play in that skill set. Helping them to learn that only comes as they feel safe to actually have a voice and to be able to practice um, voicing those opinions in in an environment where they know they'll be heard. Yeah, I love that. um, There's a meme that's been doing the rounds for like a decade or something. It says, I want my children to be independent and headstrong people, uh, just not while I'm raising them. Yeah. And, and the reality is if we don't teach them now to have these these conversations – 
it, it, they're not going to be able to do it later on. They've got to be able to do it safely with us. What do you wish had happened when you were being raised by your parents that could have helped you to work through this little bit of a, a challenging situation where you just didn't feel like you could rebel? We've talked about this before on the podcast. Um, and, and, and as we've talked today, just I guess it's refreshed my memory of the, those feelings of mistrust that I've felt my parents had for me. They promised me that that wasn't the case at all, but that's how I was left feeling that they yeah. didn't trust my ability to make my own choices and to make good choices for myself and for those around me. Um, and I know that, you know, as our children have grown up, my parents in particular have really struggled because our children are a lot more outspoken than I was ever mm. raised to mm. be. Mm. And yet, because of the different, I guess, emotions and feelings I had growing up and even some experiences that I found myself in that you would hope your children would never find themselves in, I just hope and pray that the the conversations we're having with our children allow them to feel comfortable enough to have you know, to hold strong to those convictions when push comes to shove. Let's talk about a couple of things that we can say to our children so that they can be insubordinate in healthy, positive ways. Because the reality is no one likes a smart, loudmouth child who's just rude and disrespectful as they express their opinion contrary to the adults in the room. Uh, the next time you, you hear your child um, respond in a way that's clumsy, awkward, and, and frankly disrespectful, instead of saying, don't you dare talk to me like that, which is what many parents will respond with. I think that it's helpful to say something like, do you have a different way of saying that? In fact, something that I've said to our kids many times, you may have heard me say it, Kylie, is I'm going to pretend that you didn't say what you just said to me the way you said it and give you another chance to let me know how you're feeling in a more respectful way. Now, I know that sort of sounds a bit clunky and there's a whole lot to it, but you get the idea. You're saying to your kids, I get it. I know you're upset. But let's figure out a better way to express our discontent than the way that you did it. Instead of, because I said so, I think that it's great to say, like if you say to the kids, I want you to do this, and they're like, why do I have to do it? Instead of saying, because I said so, I think that it's really helpful to say, you'd really rather not do it, wouldn't you? Why do you think that I'm asking you to do it? In fact, I just had this happen the other day with one of our kids, Kylie, because the house is for sale and we had an open house coming up and she was struggling to get the house clean. And she was complaining and whinging and whining, oh, why do I have to? It's not fair. And I said to her, it sounds like you're really upset that I'm asking you to tidy up your bedroom. It sounds like it's a basic human right to have a messy bedroom the way, uh, the way you seem to feel about it. <laughs> and she said, I just, you're always on my case about it. I said, mm, I, I wonder if there's a better way that we can both work out how to figure this out together then. And it's really about being open to the fact that they do have preferences, acknowledging that they would rather things not be like that, and then saying, well, let's problem solve this. House still needs to be tidy. How can we figure this out in a way that we can both feel good about it so I'm not on your back and you're not fighting with me? And there's just something about that openness to them talking back to you, letting them have a voice, something about that that usually leads to them becoming more respectful if we teach them how. Any, any last thoughts? Well, it's interesting. Yesterday we talked um, about toddler tantrums, which we acknowledge are not limited to toddlers, but we talked about this key point of compassion. Yeah, yes. And I, and I think it ties in beautifully with today's conversation. Our kids have their own thoughts, their own feelings and their own ideas, and they need to practice making decisions for themselves and negotiating for what they want, mm. um, even if what they want seems absurd or so unimportant to us. And 
if we can come into the conversation with compassion and recognize that it's actually not all about us, this is about us helping grow these healthy, competent and capable children into amazing adults who will just do brilliant things with their lives, um, it's going to mean that every conversation we have with them, regardless how clunky they are, will have a different tone to it because we've come to the table with that compassion. Kylie, I think there's also a serious long-term side to this, and I'll just mention it briefly before we wrap up, and that is if our children don't feel safe saying no to us, who else are they going to have a hard time saying no to? The kid that wants them to steal something from the shop down the road? The, the person who's trying to ply them with alcohol or other drugs at the party or who's trying to pressure them into some sort of uh, physical, intimate act. Uh, they don't know how to say no. They don't want to say no. They're afraid of saying no. They feel like they have to please the people around them. They don't have the confidence to say no. The ability to say no is powerful. I want to go back to that quote you read before from Kelly Flanagan, the, the psychologist, who said the inability to say no is one of the most common insidious causes of human suffering. Uh, what a, what a, what an important quote, what a great idea, and hopefully, as a result of this podcast, we've got a whole lot of parents who are going to respond better to their kids next time the kids say no. The Happy Families Podcast is produced by Justin Rulon from Bridge Media with Craig Bruce as our executive producer. If you'd like more info about this article that we found from yourtango.com, you'll find it in the show notes. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave us a five-star rating and review so that other people can have it pushed into their uh, suggested podcast lists. Maybe they can find out how to make their family happier as well. All the details for the resources and the ways that we can help make a difference in your family are at happyfamilies.com.au. 